Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summon Newscast. It's your favorite host of the most, Sam the Bomb. And I don't have a lot of news, but a lot of, I do have a lot of anime, like, upcoming anime hype. So that's pretty cool. Um, that'll be a nice change of pace from, like, talking about how everything is getting cancelled for God's sakes. God! Son of a bitch. Um, there are some things that I'm going to announce getting cancelled, that's more in the non-anime news stuff. But, uh, yeah, it is May 1st, man. We're in May already, holy shit. Um, looks like some states are starting to slowly open back up here in the in the Americas, and um, uh, some of our Canadian listeners are on our Discord, and they're doing pretty okay too. I think. Um, I know it's a scary time. It's, it's 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 weird. You know, you got a lot of people saying one thing, saying another, and um, yeah, I I'm actually going back to work. I actually work in a small office setting. Um, so one of the slow reopening phases we're doing is like office and industrial buildings first, and then they're going to, we're going to open for retail, but only curbside pickup only. So not, you can't go inside, but you can go shop somewhere and then like, you know, get what you need that way on the, on, you know, outside parked in a car. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's weird, right? It's everyone's kind of doing things differently around here. Different provinces, different states are doing doing it differently. Um, I only work with two other people, so I'm just gonna go in with like, you know, a mask. And um, we have my my boss is, has hand sanitizer all over the office too, so um, I'm not super concerned. You know, I, I I am a little bit obviously, but I'm just gonna go in with a mask and you know. He he's got he's got a bunch of Clorox wipes containers everywhere too. So I'm just gonna wipe everything down and whatever. So yeah, man, it's it, it's scary. And if you ever need to talk to somebody, you know, you can DM me or Danny on Discord. Um, we we've been getting that a lot lately. Where you know, and I won't say who, but you know, we get messages from people, and you know, you can talk to us if you're feeling stressed out or whatever, I'll I'll do my best to listen. You know what I mean? I'm really good at listening. So that being said, let's get into the the news, shall we? I love doing these newscasts. And, you know, late the last couple of newscasts I've been doing, they've been seeing, seeming kind of – let me adjust my chair here. <laughs> oh, there we go. They've been seeing, seeming kind of glum, right, because, like, we were – things were getting canceled. And I do have a couple more cancellation uh, pieces here, but you know, the, not that bad. Now, now I, a lot of anime news I have today is a lot of upcoming stuff, stuff that I haven't even mentioned before. So, I'm excited to talk about those. We just did our spring first impressions, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. I got a big piece at the end of the non-anime news, and a, and then at the end of it all, I'm gonna give you my little personal quick review of Streets of Rage Four because I copped that game uh, yesterday. Uh, it released yesterday, and I played through it twice already, and, oh, man. You guys know I'm a big Streets of Rage fan, and I was hyped for Streets of Rage 4 for a long time, so I'm excited to to kind of talk to you about it, give you a quick review of it. Um, that being said, let's get into it, shall we? Uh, let's do the non-anime news first, and then I'll give you kind of a break in the middle with a anime summit update, and then we'll get into the anime news. Um, the first thing is Evo 2020 is canceled, and that makes... 
a lot of sense. I mean, this tournament has gotten so huge, you guys. It's so huge. Back when it started in like 2000 and was it 2002 or 2003? I know 2003 was like the beast moment, but I don't know if that was the first one. But anyway, I mean, it, it was going to run from July 31st to August. And yeah, things might be a little bit more eased up by then, but there's also still a chance for it to, you know, the 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 disease to flare up again. Um, and we don't want that. So at least I don't, uh, you know. Um, and that's that's kind of scary. So I mean, it makes sense, uh, you know, to to cancel that. It's it's huge, man. You're you're sitting right next to everybody. You know, during the finals, you're 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 standing. There's people standing behind you as you're playing. You know, um, and it's it's really crowded. It's a huge event, so I think that's a smart a smart move. Um, but they're they're they said something. They said this though. So this is what this is what's kind of cool because a lot of people are realizing that things can be done purely online, and um. It, it, I don't think it's going to be the exact same, honestly, but it, this is the statement they released on their Twitter. Due to COVID-19, we are sadly canceling EVO 2020 at Mandalay Bay and refunding all purchased tickets. Um, so that's cool. You're just getting refunded. But to keep the EVO spirit alive, we're bringing the event online this summer. More information coming soon. The health and well-being of our community is our highest priority. We hope everyone stays safe during this time, the EVO team. So that's really cool. I'm excited to see what they mean by that, bringing the event online. So that could be pretty cool. So yeah, just keep an eye on that. The Last of Us Part 2 leaks didn't come from Sony or Naughty Dog. According to an update given by Game Industry Biz Today, the leakers responsible for the massive Last of Us Part 2 leaks did not come from Sony or Naughty Dog. This goes against many of the internet rumors, Reddit threads, and forum chatter swirling around the leaks. Sony's statement to GameIndustry.biz confirms that they have identified the primary individuals responsible for the deluge of leaks and that the information is currently subject to an ongoing investigation. Man, that's that sucks. Um, and, and and of course, naturally too, I had saw some people, um, sh- like some blog posts that were being shared on social media, people kind of like reviewing the game based on these leaks, and it's just like the game isn't finished yet, and I don't think you can really judge the story based on what these leaks show, and. I don't know. That's that's frustrating. I I've never played The Last of Us. Uh, Danny's actually doing a live stream of the first one soon. Um, so if you want to watch that, she'll give you more details on when that's happening. Um, but uh, I just that sucks, man. It's and and I'm I'm speaking from an artist an artist's standpoint because it sucks when you are working so hard on a big project and then it just gets swept from under you and given to everyone for free. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I don't think that's necessarily what happened here. It wasn't given to everyone. It, you know, a certain a certain handful of people got access to it. I don't think it was like a mass, you know, release or a mass leak or anything like that. But it still sucks. Um, and then you're trying to pinpoint who did it and you don't know. And it's a big hubbub. So hopefully they get that figured out. Um, and for fans of The Last of Us, I, I did see a, a, a great number of... 
of comments on social media of people saying, you know what, I'm not going to judge it based on these leaks. I'm going to buy the actual game and support the creator because that's what I'm going to do. I'm a fan of The Last of Us, and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to I'm going to fucking judge it when I play it, you know. And that's that's important, you know. You're you are your you are the best judge for what you know for when you play a game, and I think that's important. Um, Summer Game Fest, an industry-wide celebration of gaming from May to August 2020. Um, the Game Awards' Jeff Keighley announces Summer Game Fest. Organizer of the host of the Game Awards, Jeff Keighley, has announced Summer Game Fest, a summer-long all-digital event that promises to deliver fans breaking news, in-game events, and free playable content. See, this is the shit I'm talking about. This is the positive shit that I'm talking about, man. This is sweet. This is fucking cool. Running from May to August of this year, the event promises updates for games and platforms from the following companies. 2K Games, Activision, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Blizzard, uh, Bungie, CD Projekt Red, Digital Extremes, Electronic Arts, Microsoft, Sony, Square Enix, Private Division, Riot Games, Puke, Steam, and Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Um, I should also say puke to Activision and uh, EA, because fuck you guys. Uh, Keeley <laughs> Keely also says additional publishers will be announced in coming weeks. During this festival, Steam, Xbox, and other platforms will give fans the chance to play limited demos and trials of select games. Steam's Game Festival is currently set to run from June 9th to the 14th, with additional platform dates to be announced. According to a press release, we will learn more details about Microsoft's participation Next week, presumably following Xbox's special series X focused inside Xbox stream on May 7th, which brings me to my next piece, Microsoft showing off Xbox Series X games next week. Microsoft has an, has announced an inside box presentation featuring Xbox Series X games on May 7th at 8 a.m. Pacific for the upcoming holiday console. Um, Yeah, that Game Fest thing is going to be really sweet. I'm excited for that. So the Summer Game Fest, keep an eye on that. Um, I'm excited to hear more about the sex box, right? Because when it was PS3 versus 360, when it was PS4 versus Xbox One, I, I, you know, I like most people, I think, you know, waited to hear the details on which console was going to be the, the, the top dog. And obviously, I was late to the 360 game, but the 360 for me was the better console. And then the PS4 for me was the better console in that generation. So I'm excited to hear more details about what um, Xbox is going to offer us here. And hopefully they can improve upon the complaints we had. And I'm just saying that about Sony and Xbox. Like, hopefully they can improve upon complaints we had on the previous gen consoles. I mean, that's how it's supposed to work, right? I mean, I don't know. That's just me. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Um, uh, 25 things we learned about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. The new Assassin's Creed uh, game came out, and it's called Assassin's Creed Valhalla. We've had the chance to learn more about the game, blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is like a personal review. But anyway, um, you can choose... The, the main character's name is Avor. Uh, the game takes place in Norway and England. Um, that's pretty cool, man. Uh, so, I mean, you can have whatever gender, and you can have... Uh, it's, this is basically a custom, customizable version of the main character, which is pretty cool. Um, I, you know, I, I heard that Odyssey wasn't that good. Um, and I don't know how the customize, customizable shit looked, but this, this seems like it's giving you a little bit more, 
customization with the character. Even though the character is one character, it's one person named Avor, you can still change things about uh, them, and it can be whatever. You know, so that's really cool. Um, a growing list of the best fan designs in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, dude, you should check this out. Just just go to Game Informer and type in Animal Crossing uh, designs, and you can find all kinds of crazy all kinds of crazy shit on here. Not even just, like, clothes and stuff, but art. You know, there are people who are making whole-ass wall pieces with their canvases. It's fucking dope. Here's, like, here's one with Sonic on it. Um, that is sweet. That's awesome, man. I like it. It's just someone made a Princess Peach dress. Super cute. Super adorable. Um, yep, we're going to save that to the end. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot gets its first DLC today. Goku and the rest of the gang have a lot to look forward to with a new DLC available today called uh, Kakarot, A New Power Awakens. And this shows the part in which Goku and Vegeta travel to the planet of the gods and, uh, you know, learn to become gods, dude. So, yeah, pretty much entering super territory now. So that's pretty cool. Sonic Movie Director says no official plans for a sequel yet after a tumultuous lead up to the release that saw social media riot and a lengthy character redesign process, Sonic the Hedgehog released to overall positive reviews and ranked in over 30, 300 million internationally at the box office. Despite those facts, as well as major tease at the end of the film, a sequel might not be a sure thing just yet. In an interview with USA Today, Sonic the Hedgehog director Jeff Fowler said no official talks or plans have begun for a potential sequel. However, Fowler is hopeful he'll be able to continue the story, citing wanting to bring in more characters to tell more stories. Nothing would bring me more happiness than getting another shot with these characters and to tell more stories, he told USA Today. We love to do more with the Sonic Cinematic Universe. Oh, so he's already calling it the Sonic Cinematic Universe. That's pretty cool, man. Um, I wonder how much they can do. Um, seeing as how this takes place on Earth, um, you know, and not in, uh, the land of Mobius or the other places where Sonic takes place, uh, the games take place, but that's pretty cool. I'm excited. I really liked this movie. I enjoyed it so much just as a Sonic fan and a fan of movies in general. It is a kid's film. You know what I mean? It's very much, I wouldn't say a kid's film, but a family film. It is a family film. So it's very much, you know, directed at wholesome kind of things uh and including the dialogue and, and whimsical things like that it gets a little campy because of it um but there's a lot of things strung in there for sonic fans um that make it you know very much a video game movie and a pretty decent one so really good i thought it was a, a pretty good movie i'm glad that it did well um disney celebrates the skywalker saga with epic new poster they are releasing all of the Star Wars movies, all nine of them, on May 4th, because that is Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Ahead of the date, Disney Plus has showcased a new poster featuring all nine films in the Skywalker saga, which will be available to stream on the service. Um, that's pretty cool, man. The poster's really sick. I'm excited. I mean, m most of the Star Wars movies are on there already, but now with the release of The Rise of Skywalker, I think they just decided, hey, you know what? The Rise of Skywalker's coming out. Let's put everything on this bitch right now, you know? So that's pretty cool. I think they were all on there already except for The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, actually, no, I think The Force Awakens wasn't on it. I think it was just The Last Jedi. And then 
the previous three, but they're putting all all nine on there for streaming. So that's really cool. Sony's official Spider-Man universe name revealed. Sony has updated the name of its Spider-Man movie universe from Sony's universe of Marvel characters to Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. <laughs> Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters is what it's called. <laughs> Three generations of Spider-Man movies have hit theaters between 2002 and now, namely the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland versions of the character. This became even more confusing thanks to the addition of movies like Venom and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. But now Sony has provided some term official terminology. On Twitter, the Spider-Man movie account shared an advertisement for the complete Spider-Man collection and called it part of the Spider-Man universe of characters, quote-unquote. If that wasn't confusing enough, IGN added an update that explained this term falls under the umbrella name Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters. Uh, this is intended to differentiate movies like Venom, Morbius, and proposed Madam Web standalone from the MCU Spider-Man movies. That's goofy. That's really goofy. I just wish you guys could all just work together. Like, you can own your own shit, but work together. You know what I mean? Like, it's not that hard. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's goofy. That's goofy to me. It's like, why does it got to be... Uh, why you got to be super separate? Like, you, you know, you're already confusing people. I don't know. Maybe... I, I obviously don't know how licenses and things work that much enough to know, but still. Um... Hercules, they're doing a live-action Hercules, and the Russo brothers are set to direct. They are the people who did um, Endgame and Avengers movies, and they're doing Shang-Chi, obviously. Um, and people have already started fan-casting all the characters. Um, you know what? I don't think this is going to be like... Um, I, I don't think this is going to be like the, the animated film. I think this is more so going to be like... If you've ever seen the movie Clash of Titans, the the new the remake one with Sam Worthington, I think it's going to be more like that. You know what I mean? It's, it's the Russo brothers, you know, so it's probably going to be more Pirates of the Caribbean like, more more kind of dark actiony kind of, which is you know it's obviously a little confusing because the Hercules animated film was so bright, and it was also so dark at the end, you know, the atmosphere changed, color palettes changed. It was a vibrant array of colors and it was really cool. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all these live action remakes anymore, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, anyway, here's the big piece at the end. So apparently there was this thing where, okay, so you guys know this happened, right? So the, so the universal studios, because of the pandemic that was happening, the movie Trolls World Tour was supposed to come out. And because theaters were closing, Universal decided to release Trolls on video on demand. So you could, as soon as it, 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 like they had a release date and on that release date, you could, re you could, uh, rent it like on Amazon, YouTube and, uh, other places and stuff like that. And apparently there was this, like, agreement or something that companies weren't going to release movies while theaters were shut down. I don't know if that was a legal agreement or just, like, an un unwritten spoken one or something. I, I, I tried to look into it, and I couldn't find anything like it. But basically, AMC Theaters, the AMC Theaters company, got pissed 
and said, "Well, we're never gonna we're never gonna show a Universal movie again. How about that?" And so, with theaters closed nationwide because of COVID, the news is alarming, especially because questions about the relevancy of theaters in the face of the rising popularity of streaming services. However, this case is slightly different because Universal is not producing direct-to-digital content like Netflix, nor is it releasing larger films in theaters first like Disney. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It was really weird. I, but apparently AMC got pissed, and so now they're they're saying we're never going to show Universal movies again. Um, so Fast and Furious, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movies, Trolls movies. Um, anything that Universal has been doing lately, NBC Universal, that it, you know, and obviously there's not just AMC. There's Regal. There's there's all other kinds of companies happen like out there. There's there's private, not private, but um, local owned theaters. You know that that are really big as well. Um, Alamo Theater House. It's just really goofy um, because AMC is one of the big ones. You know, and I I think I think what Universal's thought process was like, you know what, we really wanted to release this movie and people are stuck at home and we don't want to lose money on it. So let's do this. And that's what they ended up doing. And I think I'm not sure what written rule or whatever it was the fuck they said, you know, but uh it, AMC is now like, well, screw you, because we lost money on that. We could we could have made money on that, and I really don't know. It's it's funny because it's really weird how my my mentality is and how most of America's mentality is is like you're supposed to pick a side or agree with one side. I don't know if I agree with with either. I mean, if I was if I was Universal, I wouldn't want to lose money on something I've made or produced. That's for sure. But if I know if I was AMC, I wouldn't want to lose money on something because of some pandemic that I couldn't control either. So it sucks. You know what I mean? I think I think I would react the same way if I was either either side. So honestly, let me know what you think. I think it's kind of it's really weird. And I got to look more into the into the details of, but apparently there was this like unwritten spoken agreement where they were like, we're not going to release anything as long as theaters are closed. And then universal pictures still decided to release trolls because they wanted, you know, obviously people, kids weren't going to school. So they wanted to give something to the kids and all that stuff. You know, there was a couple of my friends on social media who had posted pictures of it. They were like me and the kiddos watching trolls because they're releasing it and all that stuff. And I don't know. Anyway, that's goofy. Uh, let me know what you think about that. But uh, that being said, let's uh, take a small break and then we'll get into the anime news, shall we? Boom, check that out for me. Okay, and always links.animesummit.net. You can find everything right there. YouTube channels are there. Links to where you can listen to our podcast. We put on a new episode every Thursday. And the newscast comes out Saturday along with the YouTube version of the Thursday app the, from the, the week previous. So, also I want to mention that I've been trying to put out an AOQ episode every week, you know, to kind of give you guys extra content while we're all, we're all in isolation. Um, as things are starting to open back up slowly, which I still think is a weird idea, and I'm going back to work next week, I didn't have one recorded this week and I, I couldn't put one out for you. But even so... 
I'm still going to try and do that. So we didn't get one this week, but I will try to for next week for sure. Have an extra uh, AOQ episode for you guys because I'm just having so much fun doing them, honestly. And I want to try and get more content for you guys, especially. Also, patreon.com slash anime summit. You can become a patron today. Um, if you do become a patron today during these times where, you know, you're unsure of if you're going back to work or not, thank you so much. I appreciate that. It helps a lot. It's It's very much amazing um i'm trying to do this podcast full time and you guys are contributing towards that and that's just really amazing to me so thank you please don't feel obligated to stay a patron if you need to save money i totally understand where you're coming from and things like that so that's really amazing that being said there are some of you who are giving more than just our basic tier and me and danny were discussing about what to give you guys for a next tier and i i i want to I want to make sure that happens very, very soon in the near future for people who are giving more. So thank you so much to all our patrons. You know, you're buying us new equipment. We're working on new equipment for Nick right now, um, which is great because he hates technology. So we want to be able to help Nick uh, get better equipment to work for him and stuff like that. And yeah, hell yeah. So thank you so much for that. Um I was going to give you another little update. I don't remember what it was. Um, but, oh, AnatubeCon 2020. You, you might have saw that I posted that in our announcements on Discord and we tweeted about it. AnatubeCon 2020 is something that I am working with on other content anime, anim, anime content creators and tubers and things like that. Um, the person who started it and thought of it asked me to be a part of it. So that's what I've been doing with my time lately as, as well. That is going to be a digital anime convention. So an anime convention that a bunch of them are getting canceled, obviously. So we are throwing a, a digital one. And there were there are anime digital anime cons that have already happened. And some one of them was just like a bunch of panels that were live streamed on YouTube. And a bunch of people went to that digitally, which was really cool. It was it was all just panels, and it was really sweet. Um, it was really cool, and I'm trying to remember the name of them so you can go check them out. Um, you know what? Hold on. I can show you. I can tell you right now. Hold on. It's in my DMs from, from somebody. Hold on. Oh, At Home Comic Con. So this wasn't even an anime one. It was just a Comic Con. If you go to their YouTube channel, you'll find, like, ten videos of, like, these uh, – the the of these streams that are that were the, of these clip streams that were pan, that were it was all just panels that's all it was and it was really fucking cool and um they decided to do that because like you know cons were canceled and stuff so it was really dope um so we're trying to do that we're trying to have a video game tournament where we have panels we're having a cosplay contest uh so keep an eye out for that okay and if you want to come you can come if you want to participate in the fighting game stuff i think you have to uh just follow the twitter there's an anatubecon twitter and all you have to do is follow that. Hold on, let me get you the, let me get you the at, oh at AnatubeCon, capital A N I capital T U B E capital C O N. So yeah, at AnatubeCon on Twitter, um, and then their name on there is AnatubeCon twenty twenty. So check that out, okay. And then we'll give you more. I'll give you more details as soon as we figure stuff out, and it'll be great. It's gonna be great, man. I'm I'm happy to be a part of it. And other podcasts that we've had guested. Uh, or that we have guested on or have guested on ours are a part of it now too, which is really cool. And I'm going to be doing, we're going to be doing a panel on it. So it's going to be sweet. So more details coming soon on that bitch. All right. 
That being said, let's get into the anime news, and then I'll give you my little Streets of Rage 4 review at the end. A certain scientific railgun T animes episode 14, delayed to the pandemic. So this is just adding to the list of delayed shows, just to keep that in mind for you. Simple Gear XD Unlimited Smartphone Game and Service in July, which is hilarious because this just went global like three months ago, and now it's already uh, being turned off. It was it was it was launched in Japan in like 2017, but launched globally only a few months ago, and now it's already ending service. So that I was <laughs> it sucks because I was gonna try it, but I've obviously I don't know mobile anime games nowadays just don't I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not there for them, man. I don't know. I'm just not there for them anymore. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just me. Yoko Kano, voice actors, musicians, and musicians create Cowboy Bebop charity track to fight COVID-19. Composer Yoko Kano and her band The Seatbelts, voice actors and musicians related to the animation games industries, have teamed up to recreate Cowboy Bebop's iconic ending theme, The Real Folk Blues, for charity. The track released on Bandcamp and YouTube on Friday with the Pay What You Want donation scheme. All proceeds will be donated to the CDC Foundation to support measures against the spread of the new coronavirus. That is fucking sick. I am going to go listen to this as soon as I'm done recording. That is going to be dope. I do have a Bandcamp account, so I can just go buy it on there. I'll definitely go buy it on there. That is sweet. That is hella, that is hella dope. A full list of music credits is below, and there's a there's a, a list of people down here at the bottom. That is amazing, man. That is amazing. Uh, Robbie Benson on the organ, David McLean on guitar, Shiori Nakane, Uyanga Bold, Raj Ramaya on vo- vocals, uh, Mega Ron, Zai Tabani on rap, Molly Rogers. Oh my god, these are all, this is amazing. This is fucking, that's so cool, man. This is what we need to do, is we need to come together to, you know, to help, uh, help each other out because god knows that the people in charge aren't going to do it (laughs) like need to look out for each other man anyway moriarty the patriot anime reveals main cast and visual um soma saito will voice protagonist william james moriarty who was adopted into the moriarty family after he caught the eye of the moriarty scion albert he was the second son and granted the name william and he is now professor of mathematics and a crime consultant um and apparently, uh, this is a Sherlock Holmes anime too, but it's based on Moriarty, which is really weird because like they just came out with that one Sherlock Holmes anime, which like I wasn't that part of. Is this not the same thing? I have no idea. Anyway, here's an anime by uh, with uh, Moriarty <laughs> on oh, a different Sherlock Holmes. Okay, so it's different. Uh, production IG. Okay. That's what's up. I mean, if you're into that shit, I don't know. Like, lately, I feel like anime that's been doing this kind of thing has not been as fun to watch. I don't know. It's like it ends up being really boring to me. I don't know. Uh, Kimono Jihen anime. This is one that we mentioned before. Um, The manga starts in a quiet rural village where many domestic animals die, a natural death, and a strange incident. To resolve the incident, an odd-looking man from Tokyo who goes by the name Inogami comes to the town to investigate the town. He meets a young boy who has a mysterious air about him called Dorotabo. It's like this kid, he's got like a skull hoodie with like some parachute pants with gloves. He looks fucking badass. It's fucking cool, man. Looks cool. Apparently based on the manga, um, I'm not sure where the manga, uh, what magazine it's a part of, but it looks really sweet. 
Um, Akira Toriyama, Ichiro Oda, Takahiko Inoue, Kohei Hirokoshi, Kazuhiko Kato, Judge New English Manga Contest. What? Just so you know. Um, Akira Toriyama's Dragon Ball, Ichiro Oda's One Piece, Takahiko uh, Inoue's Blue Exorcist, Horikoshi's My Hero, uh, Takahiko Inoue's Slam Dunk, and then, you know, we have Kazuhiko Kato from, uh, uh, oh yeah, Blue Exorcist, yeah. So yeah, Tezuka Productions, Weekly Shonen Jump's Editor-in-Chief, and Jump SQ, is all gonna, they're all going to be a part of this. The Tezuka Manga Contest is one of the regular contests Shuisha and Weekly Shonen Jump holds each year to look for new talent for shonen manga and is named after Osamu Tezuka. Shuisha held the first award in 1971 and holds the contest twice a year. The special overseas award is part of the overall 100th iteration of the contest and is looking for entries in English, Spanish, Chinese, simplified and traditional Chinese, and Korean. And uh, those people I listed off are the judges. So... That is pretty cool, man. I The first prize winner will be published in either the digital or print version of Weekly Shonen Jump, will be invited to the award ceremony in Tokyo, and will receive 2 million yen, which is about $18,000. The second prize winner will be published in either the digital print version of Weekly Shonen Jump, will be invited to the award ceremony in Tokyo, and will receive 1 million yen, which is about $9,000. And an honorable mention winner will receive 500,000 yen, which is about $4,500, and will be invited to the award ceremony as well. So that is fucking cool, man. That is sweet. I think we I mentioned this um last year too didn't i didn't they have this because they, they say they do this twice a year but it's going until september 1st um i'm actually going to kind of look into this uh you know i don't think i have really the time to be making a manga right now nor do i have a story to even like develop but you never know man uh you any artist who's out there who listens to our podcast and you're an aspiring comic artist or mangaka like check, check this out man the tezuka manga contest Tiger and Bunny 2 anime reveals character visual and more returning cast. Um, this is a sequel, man. It's coming back the 2000, to the 2011 anime series Spawn into two movies. Tiger and Bunny the movie The Beginning in 2012 and Tiger and Bunny the movie The Rising in 2014. So those are compilation movies of the series. Um, Ron Howard and Brian Grazer of Imagine Entertainment are producing a live-action Hollywood film adaptation of the anime. All Nippon Entertainment Works CEO Sandy Kleeman and Bandai Namco Pictures Masayuki Ozaki are also producing the film project. So that is pretty cool. So we're getting a, a, a Tiger and Bunny 2 for... This is set to be premiere in 2022, though. So they just revealed... All they revealed was a key visual and a little banner visual. So that's really cool. I still haven't seen Tiger and Bunny. I know Danny liked it a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm going to check that out. Chinese site administrator sentenced for, sentenced for posting early Shonen Jump scans. <sighs> Shuisha announced on Tuesday that the Shanghai uh, Zhuhui People's Court convicted and sentenced the administrator of a Chinese website that was alleg- illegally uploading and distributing Shuisha's manga online. The court sentenced the administrator to three years in prison on Friday. Although the sentence, sentence has been sus- is suspended for three years, um, the prison sentence will not be carried out unless the defendant is convicted of another offense in the next three years. The court also fined the administrator 80,000 yuan, which is about 1.2 million yen, which is about $11,000. Uh, yikes. That's, that's going to be a yikes from me, fam. Uh, if you're going to do a crime, 
don't get caught <laughs> just kidding just kidding don't i didn't say that i was just that was just a joke please don't take that seriously um hell yeah dog uh korean game accused of plagiarizing demon slayer uh end service five days after launch <laughs> a korean smartphone rpg i saw that someone posted this in the project manga discord and i thought this was hilarious a korean smartphone rpg by the name of uh guisal Giam, the ear slaying sword announced on monday that it is ending service on april 29th the announcement has come mere days after the game's initial launch on april 24th the game was accused of plagiarism online in japan and korea for its strong resemblance to aspects of koyoharu gotage's hit manga series demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba um so you know I, you know you you listen to the newscast you know and you just listen to, you're not seeing what i'm seeing you're just listening to me tell you about it so obviously it, it could be easily misconstrued as one of those things where it's just someone like you know trying to get a buck like oh fuck fuck you like it's it's nothing like demon slayer it's totally different no like this is exactly like demon slayer like the main character is basically tanjiro with longer hair and instead of the scar on the forehead, it's on his eye up and down. The logo is even Demon Slayer with the red circle with the black kanji, like painted con- like cal- calligraphy kanji. Even one of the enemy characters with the, like, is like exactly like that first demon he fought um, when he was training with the, with the guy, the mentor guy. And these other characters don't look it so much, but like the main, the main shit and just the overall aesthetic is very Demon Slayer. It's, it's so, it's not even, like, if I looked at it at a glance, like, if I just glanced over real quick and then looked back down somewhere else, I would swear it was Demon Slayer. Like, it's, there's no fucking, it's that stupid. That's, when it's so blatant like that, it's like, what are you doing, man? Like, (laughs) what, it's like you copy your homework, but you make it slightly different so the teacher doesn't catch on. That's so fucking funny, dude. Oh, my God. Um, Kyoto Animation Studio One Building Demolish has been completed they have now fully uh, cleaned up and demolished the Studio One building of Kyoani. Um, there were talks saying that they were going to convert it into a park area. Um, I'm not so sure that's still the case. Um, Kyoto Animation's lawyer offered a comment to the NHK saying that a decision will be made regarding what will be done to the location after meeting and considering viewpoints of the bereaved families and those involved with the local community uh so yeah man uh it's almost been a year july 18th it'll be a couple days after my birthday i remember um god it's it's still so crazy it's 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 that's crazy man that's crazy i hope uh you know it, it can be turned into something better you know hopefully we'll see uh, God of High School anime English subtitle trailer reveals more cast and staff. It's now a, this is a Crunchyroll original uh, in partnership with Webtoon, the God of High School, man. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for the God of High School. Um, I'm almost kind of itching to read it a little bit. Um, I'm currently reading Solo Leveling. I don't know if they're going to adapt Solo Leveling. But uh, yeah, this is the anime based on Young G- Young Young Je Parks, the god of high school manhwa. Um, yeah, dude, it's cool, man. The action scenes look fucking nuts. It looks crazy. So I'm excited for that, for sure. Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaba's manga story reaches climax with next chapter on May 11th. This year's combined 21st and 22nd issues 
of Shuisha's weekly Shonen Jump magazine announced on Monday that Koyoharu Gotoge's Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba manga will reach the story's climax in the next chapter in the 23rd issue of Weekly Shonen Jump, which will ship on May 11th. The next chapter will include an opening color page. Um, damn, dude, already, huh? That's crazy. It's almost been, it's been a year since it premiered, uh, the anime, the 26th episode anime, and, uh, um, that's, that's really crazy, man. I'm excited, um, because that means that the anime now is, is free to go as slower, as slow, as quick as they want with the rest of it. So, that's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. I'm excited to see. And that makes that also makes me happy because that also means that it's not going to be some super long-winded story that's going to last like, you know, 500, 1100 some episodes, which I'm not knocking One Piece or Bleach or anything like that. I'm just saying. Um, Hiroshi Takahashi, Dai Suzuki, Shintaro Yamamoto collaborate on Crow's Worst Project. Um, the June issue of Akita Shonen's Monthly Shonen Champion magazine revealed additional information for the new project for Hiroshi Takahashi's Crows and Worst Manga on Saturday. The project is a collaboration between Takahashi, Dai Suzuki. Um, Dai Suzuki, he's done Kuzu. He's done um, another Crows manga. And Chitaro Yamamoto, who did Aikenwa Aure Nikagayake franchise. The announcement visual teased the project with the project with the next this summer that man will return and i it looks like harumichi it literally looks like boya harumichi who is the main guy of crows um i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna spoil what happens to him um in crows you should just read it but holy fook i am so excited for that that's gonna be sweet um so yeah monthly shonen champion Hell yeah, guys. Okay, we're at the end now. I'm going to give you my little review. I'm going to try and give you a spoiler-free review of Streets of Rage 4. Um, just a little history of the Streets of Rage um, franchise is Streets of Rage um, takes place in... They, they never name the name of the city. Um, it, it, they, it's always just been the city. In Streets of Rage 4, it is revealed that the name of the city is actually called Wood Oak City. Um, and I think that was the name of it in the previous games, but they only said it like in the manuals or something. They never said it in-game. But this is a series of scroll, side-scroll beat-em-ups. The first one came out in uh, 1991 on the Sega Mega Drive and then later... Uh, or the Sega Master System, and then later they ported it to the... Mega Drive slash Genesis and the Game Gear. Um, this is a Sega owned, uh, a Sega owned franchise, and it's the original one uh, had three characters to play from, and that was um, Axel Stone, Adam Hunter, and Blaze Fielding, and the the uh, the basically they're cops. Um, it's, it was a peaceful city and it gets taken over by a crime syndicate run by the, the, the crime Lord, Mr. X. Um, and he starts taking over the police force and, uh, the gangs and everything, everything from the lowest of the low drug dealer all the way up to fucking, 
high-end mafia people are all under Mr. X's control. It's very much a Final Fight Metro City uh, situation happening. Um, and all three of these guys are ex-cops. They're not cops anymore. Um, they decide to deliver vigilante justice. And they find Mr. X and they beat his ass, basically. Then a year later, Streets of Rage 2 came out. And this was kind of the same situation, except um, Adam Hunter goes back to the police force. It takes place a year later. Um, the syndicate um, is starting to come rising back up and they're wondering, well, we beat the shit out of Mr. X like last year. And what happened? Um, Blaze gets an emergency phone call from Skate, who is Adam's younger brother, that upon arriving at home from school, Skate was shocked to find out in his house was ruined and ransacked and that his older brother was kidnapped. Um, attached to the front door was a picture of Adam chained to the wall at the feet of Mr. X, and the criminals begin to retake the streets once more. So Skate, or his name is Sammy, but they call him Skate in the American version, Skate, Axel, Blaze, and their friend, pro wrestler Max, decide to take to the streets once again and deliver vigilante justice. And then, of course, later, uh, a couple years later after that, in 1994, Streets of Rage 3 came out, and um, they realize that Mr. X is back, and he is has taken over the RoboSci Corporation, where he is making robot soldiers to retake the city side by side by uh the remnants of his crime syndicate so it's fucking crazy and then that one it has uh, blaze axel skate and a professor named professor or dr zahn who is a cybernetics uh doctor researcher person so streets of rage 4 is this people were wondering about streets of rage 4 for a long time we we thought oh the, these, these games are so successful that we have so much fun with these games and we love these games you know, I was four at the time, you know, so I, I, I didn't really, I didn't play Streets of Rage 2 until I was like five or six or seven years old. And at that time it had already been out for four years. Um, Streets of Rage 2 is my favorite game out of the three. Um, it, it, they're really great games. Since then we've had, you know, fan remakes happen and stuff like that. We've gotten uh, a version by Bomber Games, an independent game dev called Streets of Rage Remake, which you can still find and download. It's a pretty good uh, all-encompassing Streets of Rage game. It kind of puts all three games together in one thing and has its own story and everything. It's really cool. Oh, by the way, I should mention that this game is called Bare Knuckle in Japan. <laughs> is is made by, by Japanese people. Um, but Streets of Rage 4, on the other hand, um, was a, it was a project that was announced, I think, 2018, beginning of 2018. Um, uh, publisher Dotemu, uh, which is a French video game developer in Paris, uh, and developer Lizard Cube approached Sega about creating a sequel in the Streets of Rage series. Sega agreed, and production on the game began at the beginning of 2018, with the game publicly announced that August. The game was co-developed by Guard Crush Games, using a modified engine of the Streets of Fury game, with a core development team of five members across three companies. Um, Streets of Fury is 
is a, a side scroll beat em up that was supposed to be like uh, a kind of a, a weird homage to to um, old side scroll beat em ups from the nineties. Uh, but it was also like an homage to like Mortal Kombat. So it looked like it looked like it was like, you know, picture captured, motion captured people uh, in a side scroll beat em up game. So it was kind of goofy looking, but it was that was kind of the charm of it. So they used uh, a revamped engine of that and animation by Dotemu. And it's it's amazing. It's it's French animation. It looks really good. And the famous soundtrack in the previous three games done by Yuzo Koshiro, um, he was present to make it for this game as well. Got a great EDM, Psytrance, Psycore soundtrack. Um, I'm not a fan of EDM. I am, however, a fan of Yuzo Koshiro's music. Um, the kind of music that he made for the original games was very much like um, Eurobeat industrial uh, you know, techno slam, drum and bass, you know, kind of music. And then for this one, which this game takes place 10 years later, um, a new crime syndicate comes out and Axel, Adam, Blaze, and Adam's daughter, Cherry Hunter, uh, and a guy named, a new, a new cybernetics, uh, apprentice who's Dr. Zahn's apprentice named Floyd, answer the call, deliver vigilante justice. And, they return to make this soundtrack and it's just fucking amazing man it's so good the art is really good i don't know if you've ever seen french animation before but those people over there don't play their animation is very heavily um very heavily inspired by um uh like anime so it's it's really good um they also are responsible for digitally porting old games so they did for like streets of fighter 2 champion edition and made like the menus and stuff um the x-men game the side scroll beat em up uh, by konami they they ported um bunch of stuff you know what i mean and they're they're really awesome um in the in the previous streets of rage games you can't run um, except for one character in Streets of Rage 2 can, which is Skate, because he's on rollerblades, so he can run by double-tapping dash. In Streets of Rage 3, every character could dash. Um, and in Streets of Rage Remake, everyone can dash. Um, or run. In this game, um, they give it the SOR 2 treatment, the Streets of Rage 2 treatment, where only one character can run, and that's Cherry, Cherry Hunter. Um, but... It's and it's actually longer. There's a bunch of unlockables. It's actually longer than I thought it was. Uh, normally, each Streets of Rage two game is about seven to eight stages. I think eight stages. This one was about twelve stages. Um, one of them at the end is like shorter, but like it's still a decently long game. I spent a couple hours trying to, and I was playing on normal mode, and it was my first playthrough, and it was decently challenging. Um, now that I've gotten used to it and I'm really good at side scroll beat em ups anyway, um, I can get through it pretty quick on normal mode. So I'm going to try doing the hard modes now. Um, characters from previous games return, uh, newly, they're older now, uh, you know, they're newly designed, very, very sweet. Not only the, the heroes, but just other characters that were games that you fought in previously or other characters that you've seen before. 
um, whether you fought against them or not, are in it. The new characters are amazing. Um, old, you know, heroes and villains alike. All the new characters are amazing. Um, I really like it a lot. Also, the retro aspect of the game is really sweet. Um, if you meet certain conditions on your playthrough, you will unlock the 16-bit versions of previous playable characters. So, like, on the on the couple playthroughs that I've done already, I've already unlocked all of the Streets of Rage 1 versions of Adam, Axel, and uh, Blaze. And I think today when I was playing it, I unlocked the Streets of Rage 2 version of Axel. Which, it, it, those three games, by the way, they don't reuse sprites. They remake them every time. So they're, they are technically each different, and their movesets are different as well. So, I mean, it, it's really cool. And I, I, I'm from my understanding, you can unlock every single playable character that was ever played in the Streets of Rage game before presented in their presented in their 16-bit form, which is really, really cool. Um, you can also switch to a retro soundtrack. Um, so that means as you're going through the levels, and you can change this mid-game, by the way. Um, as you're going through the levels, it will play songs from the older games um, instead of the current soundtrack, which, in my opinion, is like, it's cool if you want that, but the new soundtrack actually changes as you move to different areas in the game, not just from level to level like normal. I'm talking about like, literally one area to another like in the first level there's a part where you walk downwards you walk down an alley which i'm pretty sure that level is a remake of not a remake but uh, a revisit of the first streets of rage 2 level um obviously it's just different looking because the city is 10 years later but there's a part where a car comes in and the soundtrack changes and it's it's almost like a math core kind of change it's like completely changed it's almost like a it's almost as if there's a a producer up there on the stage djing and he's doing this track live for you as you're playing through the game the game also makes use of real-time lighting which is just fucking amazing um as you're walking through different parts of lighted areas and things like that you're basically playing a comic i mean it looks like a fucking comic it looks amazing um the lighting changes on your character as you're moving through so like one of the levels is the police station as you go from like the jail cell area upstairs to the 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 offices and stuff uh, it's kind of like around the afternoon dawn time and evening dawn time and like the light comes through and it looks that way like it you can feel it it almost feels as if it's that if it's that time of the day as you're playing it even though you're playing it like at night or in the morning or something it's really sweet um, anyone who's a fan of side scroll beat em ups, I highly recommend you get this game. It's on sale for 10% off this weekend on Steam. It's also on PS4 and on Switch. So I, I I can't recommend it enough. Oh, and Xbox One, obviously, but nobody cares about Xbox One. Um, but I can't recommend it enough, honestly. Um, it, it's it's a very sweet game. I'm actually gonna play some tonight when I'm done with this newscast. <laughs> but I, I love it. I kinda went a little long on this. But no, it, it's a very sweet game. Anyone who hasn't played um, the previous Streets of Rage games, like you won't really be confused on who the characters are. Um, you you really won't. I mean, they kind of explain everything for you as you're playing through the story. Um, and then if you want to go and play the other ones, they're on Sega Genesis, and I believe that you can actually get some of them on like 
I think you can get some of them on like Nintendo's eShop or something like that. Or I think, oh, you know what? I think on Steam they have like that's those Sega. Hold on, let me look. Streets of Rage. Sometimes, oh yeah, you can. You can get them on Steam right now. Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3. They're 99 cents right now. Um, it's it's part of the Sega Classics collection, um, which you can get for 30 bucks. Um, or you can do the Sega Mega Drive Genesis Classics bundle, which is, you know, 40 bucks right now, and it comes with every fucking great Sega game ever. Um, yeah, no, you or you can buy them for 99 cents each on Steam. The Sega Classics re-releases that they did um, a while back from 2012 or whatever. Yeah, 99 cents, you can play those right now. So, it's friggin' sweet, man. I love Streets of Rage. It's really good. You gotta play them. Play them right now. Do it right now. Do it! Do it. Bacardi Cola, do it. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this newscast. I love you guys very much. Thank you for listening every week. And stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Be safe. Be careful. Um, and uh, you know, be in, be 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 wise. Open your eyes. Don't got any TP. You gotta use your hand. Oh no! Gotta wipe your hand. Use your hand, man. Or get a bidet. The bidet is the way. All right. So I love you guys very much. Thank you so much for listening. That being said, I've been Sam, and this has been the Anime Summit Newscast.